Welcome, beverage industry professionals, to the Shine Runner Show, quenching your marketing, distribution, and sales thirst for more horsepower on the craft beer, cider, and spirits industry. My name is Mark Colburn, and I'll be your crew chief. Today's episode special events, do's and don'ts. Our program objective is to provide you with an overview of marketing, distribution, and sales learnings and experiences from a veteran, me, who's been in the craft beer, spirits, and cider biz for over 25 years. The goal of this program will be to help you better understand marketing's role, priority, and importance in the marketplace and how it relates to your business model. First of all, let's do a recap from episode 10, Trial Samplings and Synergies. Remember, uh, I cautioned against total reliance on social media. This does not constitute a marketing plan. It represents a tiny subset of the overall strategy. Remember that likes are nice, but sales are a lot better. Now, the Craft Brewing Association, they're, they're predicting at the end of 2018 to be there'll be 9,000 breweries. More craft spirits, wine, cider, mead, all vying for dwindling real estate. Pick your wholesalers and shrinking share of stomach. I say gas down on every special event that you can participate in. Try to spread the word that your company is interested in special events. Begin with your wholesaler because they do a lot of these. I recommend having a briefing just ahead of the event so that everyone knows their responsibilities and your expectations. As for branding, I recommend a banner or signage that features the brands being poured with some sort of graphic or photo. You want something cool that will incite selfie taking. Your off-premise packages, for example, six packs, 12 packs, what have you, should also be merchandised and displayed so that the consumer can quickly recall and associate your product uh, when that he tasted at, this, at an event um, when they're at their favorite retailer. Include an account listing of on and off-premise of where your brands are available and can be purchased by these consumers. Don't forget to train and brief the servers on your brand and key differentiating advantage. Include a brief questionnaire about the product. Get as much data about these, uh, these consumers as you can. Create a laminated cheat sheet for the server or servers, which includes a brief product description such as style, brewery origin, KDA, awards, medals won, ABV, and IBUs. The location within the festival, well, as I said uh, last time, I prefer a spot some distance from the music. You want to be able to hear and, and uh, interact with these potential consumers. As I've said over and over, people buy from people and brands that they like. Associate your product with fun, and I think you'll succeed. This fun association is good for your brand and expands its DNA. So, today's topic, special events, checklists of do's and don'ts. But first, today's bonus tip. In episode 10, I also promised you a secret tune-up bonus on how to get more horsepower out of your experiential marketing efforts. Well, here it is. The NBWA just came out with a report, and they're predicting next year, 2019, that there'll be as many as 12,000 breweries, all vying for market share. This doesn't include distilleries, cider mills, and the wine vintners. My recommendation is to pursue gearheads, or as they say in the UK, petrol heads. What's a gearhead? Gearhead is a legitimate lifestyle psychographic marketing segmentation term. They are high-performance car fanatics. Gearheads represent an untapped segment for the craft brewer, 
distiller, or cider maker. Gearheads typically have significant discretionary income, higher education levels, while over 60% are aged 25 to 44, right in that craft sweet spot. They are also key influencers and gatekeepers, often asked for their recommendations on a variety of goods and services. According to a Forbes article, gearheads love to share their passion with other gearheads, talking about things they've seen or experienced. You might be thinking that I've lost my mind. Come on, Mark, what are you talking about here? Hmm. Think about it. Gearheads have a lot in common with you. Neither of you settle for stock when it comes to cars or when it comes to beer, spirits, or cider. Gearheads are craft automobilists, and there's a lot of them, while you are a craft beverage expert. You don't settle for a bud, and they don't settle for six cylinders. One guy's fermenter is another guy's carburetor. So let's study this important target market prospect. Each month or quarter or so, gearheads gather to socialize at their car club meetings. Presentation topics range from prior meeting minutes, new parts availability, to fundraising raffles, and their next car show or poker run. They love and live to show off their prized vehicles, just like you love to serve your favorite beverages. Are you feeling my correlation? How many times has your sales rep attended an on-premise promo and had no more than 10 or 15 consumers come into the bar during the feature? I used to do this in San Francisco for Monday night football, and I remember 10, 12, maybe 15 people would come into the bar, and you'd sit there, and this would be an hour, hour and a half for 15 people. Is this an efficient way to spend your rep's time? Also, out of those 15 patrons, how many even tried your brand? So, what if your rep contacted a local hot rod, muscle car, rat rod, car club to inquire about presenting your brand for, let's say, 20 minutes at a future meeting? Believe me, they are looking for content as these meetings can get pretty light. So, where do these meetings typically take place? Many are held at pizza parlors or restaurants with a large meeting room. During the meeting, your team could present your marketing story, KDA, provide free samples, and raffle off a a six-pack or brewery pint tokens. They would also address drinking and driving concerns, of course, and, and educate club members on ABV, IBU, new brands, medals won, all kinds of good stuff. The rep could also invite club members to future on-premise promotions and features such as tap takeovers, beer week events, as well as craft or art and wine festivals. As your rep gains a rapport with the club president, perhaps your brand becomes the unofficial partner or sponsor of the club. Maybe you take a small ad in their newsletter. With this relationship, your rep could then speak to the pizza parlor owner or manager 
about gaining a draft handle and or bottle placement. That is, since your brewery is now supporting the club. Oftentimes, clubs are looking to find new places to gather to liven up the meeting, sort of, you know, give it a fresh look. What if your rep offered to find places for the club to meet, such as on-premise accounts with a large meeting room? How much octane would your rep have with uh, a club of drinkers in his or her back pocket when presenting to a non-buy on-premise account? I have done exactly this in San Francisco with significant new handle success. This newfound relationship might include a, a beers and gears kind of car show at your brewery or at the distillery. You know, gearheads, as I said earlier, they love to show off their cars and they love craft beverages. This concept will increase traffic to the brewery's taproom and awareness for your brand portfolio. It also lends a level of coolness to your brewery and brand while adding a little horsepower to the kind of overused Taco Tuesdays. You should also try to sample your products at local good guys events. They have a lot of those out here in California and the Western U.S. They probably have them across the country. There you'll meet hundreds of potential customers and contacts you should also consider a custom hot rod-like sampling vehicle uh, where you can, you can pour draft out of. I've seen these used with great craft beer success at the huge car show, the biggest in the world in car parts show, SEMA, held every uh, end of October, early November uh, in Las Vegas, uh, the SEMA show. Great, great show. As you know, uh, as, sorry, as you get to know the members, select a few to be brand ambassadors. This might include having them bring their car to a craft beer festival and park it adjacent to your brand's pouring booth. If the car is particularly cool or badass, then it will generate incremental foot traffic resulting in greater brand trial. Not to mention the social media selfie capture will skyrocket, so include branding behind the vehicle. In fact, give the car club ambassador, give the guy or gal one of your best shirts or hats to wear. Your brand will osmotic, excuse me, <laughs> your brand will also osmotically benefit from the car's coolness factor. I have done this. I even got a guy to bring his 427 AC Cobra to an event to help craft brewers. An AC 427 Cobra. All he wanted was a six-pack for his time. These people have their cars and they're just sitting in garages. Use them to brand stand. Also, work the networking angle. Gearheads know everybody. Oh, Sam knows Susie, the Safeway buyer. She drives a 7454 vet. I'll make sure she's at the next meeting. Uh, what new account will we meet at next month? So think about how many bar owners also own hot rods. Doesn't that provide your rep with a nice lead-in during that, uh, that presentation that he or she's making to that account? How about investing in a ride for the brewery, distillery, or cidery and bringing it to club events, as well as retail grand openings, craft beer festivals, art and wine fairs, you know, county festivals, county fairs. This would deepen the car club relationship 
while providing a tangible brand asset. As your relationship with members grows, you might ask them about racetrack participation. If there is a track nearby, chances are they put their cars on it at a club event. These events often allow passengers. Again, what if your rep created an incentive that included cash and a ride in a 427 AC Cobra or a 1970 Chevelle SS 454 at the, at the racetrack near your brewery or distributor? Would that get noticed in your distributor sales plan? Do you think your distributor sales reps would be talking about this? Talk about a clutter buster. Now think about that Friday morning sales meeting kickoff. Maybe the owner brings their car by to wake up the neighbors and get the sales team fired up. Or your team brings the company car to this sales meeting for a big dash of Godzillion F&A and announces the incentive. This gearhead pursuit represents a strategic, creative path to trial, target market capture, brand loyalty, new placements, social media sharing, and wholesaler, sales team, participation, and motivation. I want you to know that I have done all of this before, and it works. Creative, out of the keg tactics like this are what it's going to take to win in 2019. So let's look at a recap from episode 11. We spent our time on a horsepower bonus today and really covered special events in episode 10. As for a few of the do's and don'ts, the only things I have to include would be uh, try to develop a formal special event model, a look, you know, and a calendar for consistency and branding. Be sure everyone involved is briefed and trained on what they need to do. This includes server coaching. Have them rehearse in front of you as they recite your KDA and brand points. You don't want somebody to come up to try your brand and have somebody, a server say, here you go, or one for you, one for me. I've been to too many events like that. They've got to be able to recite those salient points about your great brands. Remember, think about that competition coming right around the corner. Got to nail these things. Okay, include a list. I mean, this is common sense. Include, but so many people forget it. Include a list of on and off premise accounts so that the customer can can find your great liquids. Oh man, this is a great IPA. Where can I get it? Oh, that store's right near my house. Bam, I shop there all the time. Or I go to, you know, Mark's Bar and Grill. Feature your best packages at the serving location. Get a booth away from the music, but add your own. I suggest funk and soul to get people in a party mood. Try to capture data by, you know, the questionnaire I mentioned earlier. You know, you can raffle off a wearable. Get consumer email addresses and use for future invitational use. Include a cool car by reserving an extra booth space. Cool cars are like tractor beams, which draw in curious consumers and result in trial, selfie taking, and social media sharing. Then get your reps into the market before the event, pitching accounts on your brand's local community support and inviting them to come out to the event. 
Be sure your reps are pitching on-premise accounts for post-event promos and features so that fairgoers can shift into third gear after that festival is over. And also try to spe uh, tie special event participation with a distributor's sales plan incentive and teach the wholesaler how to use special events to gain placements. Lastly, make, sh make sure you, you funkifies. We're in the business of fun. So be sure that, that you, your communications, your reps, and brand reflect fun at these events. Ask yourself, does it pass the funkifies test? Thank you for listening. Please check out my website at shinerunnercraftmarketing.com. My book, Craft Beer Marketing and Distribution, Brace for Skumageddon. Join us next time on the Brewing Network Shine Runner Show for episode 12, a review of marketing and its practical importance. 